0: This series presents information based in part on theory and conjecture. The facts that will be presented are true. Scientists representing the world's foremost research centers took part in the examination of the evidence.
1: Welcome to Paranormal Guys. I'm Chris. I'm Chad. And together we have a combined IQ of at least 175. Minimum. Just minimum. Well what baseline's 100 right for normal functional person. I I guess. So 175 I'm ballparking. Okay that works. (laughs) Probably. I don't know if I go outside much more in this heat it probably won't be near that. Melanoma. Or heat stroke or whatever happens when you go out and 1,000 degree, 99% humidity for too long. Pretty sure you just dry up. And, and by die. too long, I mean like two minutes. Yeah, it kind of
0: sucks. Yeah. Been really hot. Fat and sweaty is how I mm. how I spend my days. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That makes me that much hotter.
1: <laughs> well, fortunately enough, last week, you know, I put another birthday party in the bag, and for whatever reason, we actually had decent weather, and it was 80. This is the uh, last theme party, isn't it? No. No. Uh, Amelia's is coming up in November. Okay. And after that, no more themes. Mm. It's, look, here's a birthday cake and some family. There you go. <laughs>
0: that's what you need.
1: That's right. I should throw up a picture of a uh, dinosaur wrangler Chris on our webpage.
0: Or you could just put it on there, throw it up. It might hurt. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah,
1: that's right. I did that. So anything going on with you, Chadwick?
0: Mm, well, no. can't say there is. Fair enough,
1: fair enough, fair enough, uh well, yeah, nothing really exciting going on this past couple weeks got instead of you know other than getting the birthday party knocked out,
0: talking about you rode a dinosaur, you found some bones, there were some eggs, I think actually you took some DNA samples,
1: all part of the elaborate birthday party, exactly that like I said, done with the themes after November, well, you're lost, sir,
0: whatever, you need to start having theme
1: parties, really, yeah. Uh, they would all be Halloween. <laughs> sure, but that's why you should have them. This year, it's Vampire Halloween. <clears throat> this year, it's Witches. This year,
0: it's really messed up, and nobody showed up because it's a Rob Zombie Halloween. Oh,
1: <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. Oh, but anyway, Chad, a little yes. bit of Paranormal Guys news before we get into some news news. You're going to talk about some activities that would we'll be attending? Activities coming up for the Pong guys. Yay. That's redundant, though, isn't it? Pong guys. Pong, yeah. Paranormal guys, guys. Guys is already in there. For the pongs. Yeah. <laughs> For the pongies. But yeah, anyway. Uh, coming up September 17th, Chad. Yes. First Paranormal Guys road trip. Uh-oh. Going to Point Pleasant. Oh, we are. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Going to the Mothman Festival.
0: All right. I'm excited. You know, I want to go see the munitions area.
1: Uh, we may do that. Depends on whether the tours are sold out or not yet. No, I don't think they will be. I don't know. The website says they're very popular and sell out quickly. Yeah, but (laughs) I think we'll be okay. I mean, we can break in. God knows I'm not walking
0: out in that heat if it's still hot.
1: No, if it's like this, I mean, we go get our picture taken in front of the Mothman statue and then... Go to the theater they're doing the talks in, and go see the mothman the musical back to the hotel room in the Abbey. that's it. There's Moth, no walking
0: around mothman the musical, mothman folk singers, mothman closet protection <laughs> presentation service cedar panels yeah, cedar panels <laughs> uh, let's see what else was there gonna be? I don't know, I probably made a lot of that up, but I'm pretty excited about going I up. am too
1: it's uh it's some kind of anniversary of the mothman <laughs> <It's> <laughs> some. Like... Do we know what kind of gift he's going to be receiving? I mean, I think, is it the 50th anniversary of his sighting? Sure. Quite pleasant. I
0: mean, maybe. You, did, you didn't research any of this? Not team. really. Oh, okay.
1: I know it's the anniversary of something.
0: I'm excited. You know, even this is off topic, but speaking of anniversaries, you know, next year is the anniversary of the Patterson-Gimlin footage. Are they having a Patterson-Gimlin footage festival? Well, I mean, the Ohio Bigfoot Conference will be celebrating that. Mm-hmm from 1967 to 2017. Wow. Mm-hmm. Been a long time. But anyway, I I digress.
1: <laughs> Mothman Festival, we're just going to be walking around. So if you know what Chad and I look like and you listen to the show and come up and, I don't know, punch Chad in the face.
0: Uh, well, I mean, I prefer that nobody do that.
1: But I mean, you come up and say hi. You can. Mm-hmm. I'll be happy with that. And then just walk off. Just walk up, say hi, then turn mm-hmm. around and leave. Say, hi, Chad. So we'll be like, what the heck was that? <laughs> I'll be like, I, I don't know that guy. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would make me so happy.
0: There's a stranger in front of me.
1: Hi, Chad. Hello. But then, more importantly, mm-hmm. on September 24th in Brandenburg, Kentucky, mm-hmm. it's the inaugural Paracon. Paranormal
0: guys is going to be at Paracon. That's
1: right. We're actually going to be there at a table like, watching people walk by.
0: <laughs> Paracon, let me rock you, let me rock you Paracon Let me rock it. it's all I want to do, Paracon We
1: won't be doing that
0: Okay Ever
1: Fine Again <laughs> But yeah, come by, say hi if you're in the area Or travel to the area We'll have some candy We'll be there with candy We will be giving away a prize at the show, Chad We will be, this is true What have you got cooked up for the prize?
0: It's going to be a ghost hunting kid A nice, professional... Paranormal investigation kit.
1: Paranormal investigation. Mm-hmm. Oh, not just ghost hunting.
0: No, I mean you could you could search out all sorts of other paranormal. Could I
1: look for the Loch Ness monster with this kit?
0: Possibly. There might be some equipment in there you could use. Comes with scuba gear. Mm-hmm. It has a snorkel. <laughs> snorkel some fins. Snort. No, there's no snorkel.
1: Go find Nessie. You could. <laughs> She's out there plenty. But yeah, uh, Chad's put together a nice little ghost hunting kit. Or sorry,
0: paranormal hunting. Paranormal kit. investigation <laughs> expert kit. <laughs> now are you doing the vintage
1: kit that we I think have? we are gonna do the vintage kit too that mm-hmm. is gonna involve like a pencil, a pad of paper, and a bag of flowers. I remember you probably you promising that. And it, right. And mm. so be giving those away at the show. Yep. Little paranormal guys prize packages. And also, this is just for our pongites out there, Chad.
0: Yes. What's
1: for our pongites? <laughs> just for the Pongites. The first five people that come by and say the magic phrase, we've got a little something for. I mean, don't get too excited. It's not a bar of gold. It's exciting. It'll be a little something. And Chad, Mm -hmm. what is that magic phrase?
0: That magic phrase would be Wolfman's got nards.
1: Exactly. If you were one of the first five people that come by and see us at Paracon in Brandenburg on September 24th Mm -hmm. and say, hey, Chad man has got nards oh he may do that and I do that you get a little something something give
0: you a little nifty knickknack magical <laughs> patty give a dog a bone i'll give you something to take home wow <clears throat> you earn a roll tonight stall off the cuff <laughs> none of this has been
1: rehearsed uh wh- what nope it's all just Happens as it happens. I mean, this I mean, I figured this was well scripted. I mean you'd practiced for the last month. No. Getting ready for your big Hollywood debut. You can't David Copperfield up the show
0: if you aren't just pulling a little magic out right there.
1: So moving right along, Chad. You th-
0: do you have any news stories? I do.
1: <gasps> Shocking. Are you excited? I you am. should be shocked. I am always excited for your news stories. How do you feel about snakes? I had a couple pet snakes, so mm. Don't mind them. Well,
0: you know, uh, with Indiana being big on giant snakes, they do have some big snakes. <laughs> now, these are some giant snakes that aren't from Indiana, but these are some giant, strange snakes. I've got a little story here from our good, uh, popular cryptozoology author and keeper of the International Cryptozoology Museum in Portland, Lauren Coleman.
1: Oh, yeah, Lauren.
0: Yeah, he's looking for Wessie by the Persimscott River. Since late June, a series of reports of giant snake sightings in Westbrook has transfixed the state and nation. The first witness in the snake spotted at Riverbank Park was as long as a truck with a head the size of a small ball. Well, huh. Later, two Westbrook police officers described the same mystery animal as an enormous snake at least 10 feet long, which appeared to be eating a beaver. But this isn't without precedent. Two historical main incidents of 10 foot long snakes have been documented. Cryptozoological historian Chad Arment has a nice first name. Mentions these two cases in his 2008 book Boss Snakes, not Boss Hogs, but Boss snakes. Boss snakes. Mm-hmm. The October 1878 sightings by the inhabitants of Winslow, Maine, on the banks of the Kennebec River, tell of a large spotted snake, eight to ten feet long, accompanied by two smaller snakes. First seen by Mrs. Smiley. Smiley, she's a happy one. Was she
1: standing on the corner in Winslow, Maine? it doesn't state
0: that here but it's possible (laughs) and then by deacon palmer these two people were the primary eyewitnesses palmer felt for sure that he was addicted to love and the giant mystery (laughs) snake was at least 10 feet long then in august of 1895 a man in gardner near the pickering farm on the brunswick road said he saw a 10 footer (laughs) it was a 10 footer A giant snake unknown for the area. Mm -hmm. Because the other giant snakes are pretty common. They know those. Perhaps more comparable to the high interest over Wessie this summer were the giant Pennsylvania snake sightings, beginning in July of 1833 and lasting through 1875 from southern Pennsylvania and into northern Maryland. The monster snake was said to be 15 to 20 feet long and called a devil snake. When first seen on Big Round Top, south of Gettysburg, a 25-foot-long snake of Allentown was seen chasing and eating roosters and cats in 1870 <laughs> and 1871. Just across the border, the 15-foot Anaconda, he said he don't want none unless you got buns, hun, of Hall Springs, Maryland, reported terrorized the summer of 1875 by swallowing pigs, a turkey, and a chicken. These giant cryptid snakes were never caught, but kept locals on the lookout for monster snakes for 42 years. The story of Ohio's Peninsula Python of 1944 became so famous that at Atlantic Monthly in 1945, a newspaper's coast-to-coast reported on this beast through the summer of 1946. Rumors, sightings, and encounters gave accounts of a 20-foot-long python seen near Cuyahoga Valley, Ohio, that supposedly escaped due to a circus accident. Never mind that the alleged circus train was never tracked down. Local people saw the snake and described it as round, as a telephone pole, and twice as long.
1: As a telephone pole?
0: That's what they said. It's a pretty darn long snake. Huh. Seems like he would uh, catch up with himself before he got to where he was going. Wow. The of Python has become so famous that in 2008, more than 60 years after the first reports, the little community has officially began celebrating Python Day. Wow. Every July 19th in the village, with (laughs) pie-eating contests, live snakes on display at the local library from the Akron Zoo, snake face painting for the kids, live music, Python t-shirts, and a Python costume parade on downtown Main Street.
1: Python costume parade? Apparently. Huh.
0: Will a local tradition spring up around Wessie? A local Wessie beer has already been brewed with its own Wessie t-shirt, and an exhibit is on display at the International Cryptozoology Museum. Perhaps someday a Wessie festival will be held annually at the Riverbank Park. Wessie Fest. Wessie Fest, that's right.
1: Not to be confused with the Wussie Fest.
0: No, because nobody shows up for that. No, they're all scared. There's two guys that complain a lot about it. I
1: don't want to go to the Wussie Fest. (laughs) Somebody beat me up. This is true. So, Big Snake. Yep, Big Snakes. Indiana, Maine, Pennsylvania. Mm Hmm. Hmm. True that. I think they're traveling northeast and they're going to... They're gonna go th- to uh, Canada via Nova Scotia.
0: Could be. Snakes might. I don't know. Like get
1: out and see more. They might. I mean, you never know. Snakes might be like, hey.
0: I mean, Indiana's kind of boring. I've known at least a few of them have
1: traveled on a plane. <laughs> wow. Oh, anyway, Chad. Yes, sir. <laughs> Moving right along. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you a little something about a New Jersey resident.
0: New Jersey, you say?
1: Yes. He believes he may have finally captured a Jersey Devil. Uh Uh-oh. On camera. Uh Uh-oh. When you only catch a brief glimpse of something bizarre, it's easy to rationalize what you saw. However, if you snag photographic evidence of your strange sighting, it becomes harder to deny that what you witnessed defies explanation. That's what happened when one New Jersey resident caught sight of an unfamiliar creature in his backyard. The creepiest part, it bore a striking resemblance to a local creature of legend. One New Jersey-based Imgur user posted a picture of a strange, smooth-skinned creature hopping over his fence with a simple question, what the hell is this animal? Some people immediately suspected it was the Jersey Devil, a legendary creature that has been reportedly sighted all over the state since the mid-1800s, sometimes with wings, other times with cloven hooves and a forked tail. So is this the Jersey Devil of urban legend, or some other suburban-dwelling species we've yet to discover? The mystery was eventually officially solved by the Oklahoma Department of Wildlife Conservation, which claims the animal is most likely a hairless black squirrel. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) An explanation that sounds plausible, but isn't nearly as much fun. Meanwhile, the mythic Jersey Devil remains at large. Here's a... Let me show you. There's a picture of it. Yeah. I mean... I mean, it's not the Jersey Devil. Right... (laughs) <laughs> can I tell you that right now. I don't see that as being the Jersey Devil. Unless no. it's a baby mutant Jersey Devil. I mean... I wish you could see its face more. But right now, I'm saying... I don't. I'm going with Squirrel. It looks pretty ugly from the backside. Mangy cat. Hairless. You know what? I'm surprised they didn't try to say it was a Chupacabra. What if they'd said it was a hairless iguana? <laughs> uh, Chad? Yeah. I think by, like, definition, iguanas are hairless. I know. You're on your game tonight. No, sir. <laughs> <laughs> it's the heat. It is. It makes everybody crazy. Strokey. Dehydrated. You... <laughs> Blinded by sweat. Delirious from the heat. Maybe that's why that squirrel's got no hair. He decided it was too freaking hot and he shaved himself. You shaved it off. It's like, man, it's hot. Hairless squirrel. Crazy. But anyway, tonight, Chad. Yes on a very special Paranormal Guys. Is it spooky? i It's one of the creepiest ones that I think we've done. Does it involve
0: playthings? It does. Would it be dolls?
1: Haunted dolls.
0: I like action figures better.
1: Well, that's what I tell my wife. Mm-hmm. They're not dolls. They're not toys. They're collectible action figures. Yeah.
0: She buys that, right? No, she doesn't. Yeah. Because they're dolls.
1: <laughs> Well, these specifically tonight are dolls. Dolls are pretty creepy. But after the break, we're talking a few creepy haunted dolls. All right, and welcome back from the uh, musical interlude there.
0: Hello, hello.
1: Uh, like we said, tonight we were talking about some haunted dolls. Scary, scary. Scary haunted dolls. <laughs> if you go to YouTube, Chad, you type in haunted dolls, you're going to get hundreds of videos of any kind of random doll, and you get anything from the doll falling over, <laughs> and them saying it moved on its own, it's haunted, to something looking a little just... A creepy looking doll.
0: Yeah, we have to trust the internet. You do. It's a hundred percent.
1: Well, unfortunately, a lot of those are fake. Yeah. But occasionally you get like a good looking one. There's all kinds of like famous haunted dolls that have their own particular little shtick. Uh-huh. One of them is uh you now you're gonna like this one. Okay. Okiku. Okiku. It's a Japanese doll. Uh oh. That is evil enough that she makes her hair grow.
0: You don't mess with anything supernatural. It's Japanese. I've sure. learned that from many, Grudge, many
1: films. Grudge, The Ring. Uh, there's another one, Mandy. <laughs> she's a fine girl. <laughs> she is attached. And the people say Mandy. Oh, wait. that's Never mind. Uh, this doll is creepy enough, Chad, to where it cries in the middle of the night at the museum that she's housed in and reportedly steals the lunches of the staff of the museum. So it's a whiny lunch stealer. I'm thinking the doll probably doesn't do anything at all. It's somebody at the museum and it's like, Hey doll took your lunch. <laughs> 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 Our show <sniffs> gate goat. <laughs> You're
0: missing the peanut butter and jelly sandwich?
1: Well. Another one you might like, Poopa. <laughs> <laughs> it's a doll that was made in the nineteen twenties using its owner's own hair. Crappiest doll ever. Now, do you know the the scary thing that poopa does? I can only guess. Changes position and taps on the glass of the case it's housed in. Holy crap. Scary. <laughs> I figured poop'd be stuck on the wall somewhere. You just hope nobody throws poopa at you. I know. Those, those are some of the ones that actually they, they're named, they're somewhat famous, but they don't really, you know, ooh look, I my hair grows. <laughs> <laughs> I stole your lunch. Or was it Steve? <laughs> oh, there's poopa. But now, occasionally, you do get some superstars in the haunted doll world, Mm -hmm. and that's who we're actually talking about tonight. Okay. In detail.
0: With lots of
1: words. Lots of words. Excellent. And I think I'm going to kick it off. This one's a collection of dolls, Chad. Woo-woo. It's Mexico's creepiest tourist destination, the island of the dolls. On a dark and creepy island, isn't that the beginning of an Eagles song? I think so. On a dark, creepy island. No. Oh. Scooby-Doo episode. Okay. Well, on this island, in the canals of Zomilicho, near Mexico City, sits white, what might be the world's strangest and scariest tourist attraction ever. However, this sad island was never meant to be a stop on tourist holiday itineraries. The Island of the Dolls was dedicated to the lost soul of a poor little girl who met her fate too soon. <gasps> The Island of the Dolls, or Isla de las Muñecas, Mm -hmm. as the locals call it. Really? Yes. Sits in the canals south of Mexico Mexico City and is the current home of hundreds of terrifying, mutilated dolls. Their severed limbs, decapitated heads, and blank eyes adorn trees, fences, and nearly every available surface. The dolls appear menacing even in the bright light of midday, but in the dark, they are particularly haunting. Spooky. (laughs) Not surprisingly, the island's origins lie in tragedy. The story goes that the island's only inhabitant, Don Julian Santana, found the body of a drowned child in the canal some 50 years ago. He was haunted by her death, so when he saw a doll floating by in the canal soon after, he hung it in a tree to please the girl. He hoped to both appease her tortured soul and protect the island from further evil. One doll in a tree, however, was not enough to ease Santana's troubled mind. He continued to fish dolls and doll parts out of the canal whenever he saw them, hanging each one carefully on the island. Now, here's a question. Yes. How many dolls and doll parts are floating by his little island? That's probably the most
0: disturbing part.
1: (laughs) It's like, oh, there's a leg. We can't explain it. We went
0: down half a mile of the river and we found this old Mexican doll factory, <laughs>
1: but we still don't know why. They throw their defects in the river. They're just parts, like, get rid of that leg. Parts and pieces. Adios. There weren't enough canal dolls to satisfy Santana's tortured spirit, so he began scavenging more from trash heaps on his rare trips away from home. Later in life, he began trading his homegrown fruits and vegetables for dolls. Kind of a little messed up there. <laughs> Slightly. Many stories have been associated with the island over the years. A popular tale was that Don Julian had gone mad and believed the dolls to be real children who he pulled from the canal and tried to revive. But the truth, as told by his family members, who now run the island as a tourist attraction, is that Don Julian simply believed the island was haunted by the spirit of the little girl. For reasons only known to Don Julian himself he believed that he could make the dead girl happy and keep evil at bay by hanging discarded dolls in all of the island's trees. The story took a particularly sinister turn in 2001 when Don Julian drowned in the canal just like the little girl. Many people said that the dolls inhabited by tortured spirits conspired to murder the old man. Others believe that Santana's death was an accident and that since his passing, the dolls have taken over his role as the island's caretaker. Although the island did not receive much tourism attention during Don Julian's lifetime, it's become a well-known attraction since then. International television crews have filmed there several times, including one show that claimed to find proof the island is haunted. And what would that be? I didn't say. Oh. I know, what was it, Josh Gates' Gates, show. He went there once. He
0: went there, and one of their little eyes flickered open on him and spooked him.
1: (laughs) I think he pooped himself.
0: He said, we'll trade you this head of lettuce for this head of cabbage patch, kid. Yeah. And everything will be just fine. He found Poopa. He, he pooped his pants with his <laughs> eye popped open.
1: Getting to the island is a long and difficult task, but walking among the creepy dolls is an experience like no other. I smell paranormal guy's road trip. Uh-oh. <laughs> Boat trip. Most, if not all, of these dolls were rejected by their previous owners for various reasons. Severed limbs and bodiless heads hang side by side with whole sun-bleached dolls. Mold covers some, while others are missing nearly all of their artificial hair. Spiders and insects have taken up residence in the hollow parts of most of the dolls. Hmm. Although Don Julian's sentiment was innocent and admirable, the doll graveyard he created is undeniably creepy. Soulless eyes follow visitors as they move around the small island, which is actually a chinampa, or artificial floating garden, Chad. Well, and now you know. And many swear that they can hear the dolls whispering to them. This labor of love, or fear, as it were, has resulted in an accidental sensation amongst those who admire the bizarre and twisted side of tourism. Mm-hmm. So, a whole bunch of mutilated creepy dolls hanging them from trees. That whisper. That's pretty creepy. I Kicks wouldn't want to see there with, at night. I, no, no. No. Well, one, it's in Mexico, so there's like big spiders and crap. And yeah. Snakes. Then you have the added bonus of, you know, severed doll heads and
0: The place is just a giant fire hazard. You know those dolls will probably go up like right
1: like that. They're the older dolls, so yeah. One little lightning strike and You get that weird drippy on fire plastic thing stuff going. It'll look like one big melted candle someday. It would be that heat
0: going through that plastic all melting together, but people would swear (laughs) they could hear them all screaming on that island for hours. (laughs) What one do you have up first, us, Chad? I have an interesting story.
1: Interesting, you say? Yes.
0: About one, some of your more famous dolls that are associated with voodoo. Voodoo. <gasps> voodoo zombie doll. A woman in Galveston, Texas, purchased supposedly a real haunted New Orleans zombie voodoo doll on eBay in 2004.
1: Well, it had to be official if it was off eBay.
0: Never question the authenticity of a haunted item on eBay.
1: No. I mean, if it's on eBay, it's real. Especially if we're selling it. Just like if Wikipedia says it, it's true.
0: It didn't look like much at first, being made of string and cloth with a couple of nails thrown in for character. It looks more like something your cat might cough up. Thinking the silver coffin that the doll arrived in was just for display purposes, she took it out of the small coffin and displayed it. She told interviewers this was a real big mistake. The doll began randomly attacking her. She had cuts and bruises and had been gashed open on her leg. One evening, the woman was in her bedroom reading a book when she heard a tapping noise tap, tap. coming from down the <laughs> stairs area. She was curious to find out what was causing the noise. She opened the door, only to find the voodoo doll on the floor. Because it fell. It <laughs> actually fell off the shelf. This continued for several weeks. She would hear a tapping noise and find the doll on the floor.
1: Well, she needed to put it on a more level shelf.
0: Well, tap rolling head and feet. Down. <laughs> one night the woman went into her porch room and felt a stinging she looked down and saw three claw marks on her ankle she quickly knew that it was the doll and she knew that it had to have been the doll because it scared her cat as it ran away right
1: <laughs> it was a that th- was a, it's a three-toed voodoo doll that
0: wasn't in the story i'm just assuming well after this she put the doll back in its little coffin and shoved it into the basement praying it would stay away from her for weeks, she heard evil laughs and giggles. Tee-hee.
1: <laughs> Is that a, the official that, evil that laugh? It was an evil
0: laugh. But she wouldn't <laughs> dare to open the basement door. The doll then began to haunt her in her dreams. She tried to burn the doll, but it wouldn't work. She tried to cut it up, but the scissors broke, as well as the knife she used. Those low-quality items that she bought at the Dollar or Less store are not going to effectively destroy no. this evil doll. At this point, she buried it in the cemetery, but apparently not deep enough, as soon after, it appeared all dirty on her doorstep. She then resold it on eBay and got really, really bad feedback, but the buyer said it disappeared (laughs) uh, from her home. The woman found the doll on her doorstep and sent it back to the buyer. The buyer complained that it disappeared again, so when the woman found it on her doorstep again, she wrapped it up securely and then sent it back once again. This time, the buyer said the box was empty. The woman found the doll at her door again. Two years later, the woman was finally able to get rid of the doll. The voodoo zombie doll is now in the possession of a self-proclaimed ghost hunter who hopes to unravel its story. Hmm.
1: I mean, I wonder what kind of feedback she did get from eBay. (laughs) No, no, I sent it to you.
0: Item never arrived. Refund uh, approved for buyer. It was
1: in the box, I swear.
0: But I had a tracking number.
1: (laughs) I swear, it was in the box.
0: (laughs) It was FedEx.
1: What you didn't get it again?
0: I sent it FedHex. F- oh, and the tracking number is six 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 666 six six six.
1: Now, have you uh have you seen a picture of the zombie voodoo doll, Chad? No, I didn't actually see a picture. All right, Chad, I'm going to show you a picture of zombie voodoo doll. Yes. Now I want I want you to tell me how threatening and frightening this is. This would be. Wow. I mean that description of it looks like something your cat threw up. It's pretty dead on.
0: It looks like the bottom of a grandma's like knitting basket. Yeah. Just the random...
1: And I'm serious. They did. Or... It's like they took two old-timey, antiquey-looking nails and just went, here, we'll put these in the middle of it. <laughs> She'd
0: open the damn thing up. There was probably a tiny human skeleton inside of it. Probably. That'd be the only way it
1: would be creepy. Be like, if I just took this out, we're done. Yeah. Oh, hey. <laughs> Fix that problem. I mean, it was authentic and from New Orleans, so well, it had I, to be real. I've got a voodoo doll from New Orleans. Uh, does it attack you at night no no ankle biting and not so far tapping on the floor the little uh shadow box that it's in it's still in there well oh see there don't take them out i'm not going because that was apparently her mistake it came in that little silver coffin and she was like i'm gonna take them out of that and put them on the shelf
0: i mean despite what you think i look like i'm not stupid <laughs>
1: You get a voodoo doll in something, you leave it in it. That's right. Mitten box. That's right. Mitten sealed box. Mitten sealed box. You don't even take it out once to play with it and then put it back. That's right. Because then you're in trouble. That's right. Crazy voodoo doll. What do you got?
0: What else, what else you got coming up here? Well, Chad,
1: I think now bars. we are on to the point of the show where we're going to talk about a couple that people probably heard about. The heavy hitters? The heavy hitters. Uh-oh. The big guys. Mm-hmm. I've got Robert. Oh, no. The Haunted Doll. And uh, the majority of this story is from atlasobscura.com. Okay. Here's something most people would agree is true about Robert the Doll. He's terrifying. Ostensibly a three-foot-tall little boy in a sailor suit. His careworn face is only vaguely human. His nub of a nose looks like a pair of pinholes. He's covered in brown nicks like Scars. His eyes are beady and black. He wears a malevolent smirk. Clasped in his lap, he's holding his own toy. A dog with garish popping eyes and a too big tongue lolling crazily out of its mouth. (laughs) Here are some other things that people also agree is true about Robert. That he's haunted and that he has caused car accidents, broken bones, job loss, divorce, and a cornucopia of other misfortunes. He's quite the mischievous one. He is. Robert is 111 years old and lives at the Fort East Martello Museum in Key West, Florida. Before that, he was property of Robert Eugene Otto, an eccentric artist and member of a prominent Key West family. Robert was a childhood birthday gift from Otto's grandfather, who bought the doll during a trip to Germany. Otto's relationship with the doll continued into adulthood. Mm. Mm, Creepy. That is creepy. What people really remember is what they would probably term as an unhealthy relationship with the doll, says Cory Convertito, curator of the museum and Robert's caretaker. He brought it everywhere. He talked about it in the first person as if it weren't a doll. He was Robert, as in he is a live entity. Yeah. <laughs> After some digging, the museum traced Robert's origins to the Stife Company, the same toy maker that first manufactured a teddy bear in honor of Theodore Roosevelt. Robert was most likely never intended to be sold as a toy. A stife historian told the museum that Robert was probably part of a set fabricated for a window display of clowns or jesters. Robert's little sailor suit was not supplied by the company. It was probably an outfit that Otto himself wore as a child. According to legend, young Otto began to blame mishaps on the doll. While this could have been laughed off as childish storytelling, adults also started noticing odd occurrences, especially as Otto and Robert grew older. As an adult, Otto lived in a stately home he called the Artist House, where Robert could be seen positioned at the upstairs window. School children swore that he would appear and reappear, and they avoided the house. Myrtle Reuter purchased the Artist House after Otto's death in 1974 and also became Robert's new caretaker. Visitors swore they heard footsteps in the attic and giggling. (laughs) Reuters said Robert would move around the house on his own, and after 20 years of antics, she donated him to the museum in 1994. While haunted doll stories are not uncommon, the case of Robert is unique in that so many claim to have witnessed his evil firsthand. Visitors who have seen him claim to have witnessed his expression changing into a menacing smirk, and a plumber once fled from the house claiming he heard the dog giggle. Robert, still dressed in his white sailor suit and clutching his stuffed dog, has also reportedly pulled pranks aplenty on those who care for him. A museum employee once cleaned Robert and left for the evening, locking the doors behind him and shutting off the lights. When he arrived the next day, several lights, including the one near Robert's case, were on. Also, Robert was placed differently than when the employee last saw him. Stranger still, the bottoms of Robert's shoes were coated in fresh dust as though he'd been walking around the museum. Oh, no. More than once, employees have reported hearing a sound like someone tapping on glass as they pass Robert's case. When they turn to look, they have seen Robert's hand pressed against the glass. Spooky. Today, Robert lives quite comfortably, though, well-guarded at the Key West Martello Museum. Visitors are welcome to see him, though taking pictures has proven to be difficult. Cameras tend to stop working when pointed at the doll, only to resume normal function outside the museum walls. The artist house, too, is open to the public, having been turned into a bed and breakfast. Visitors who stay in either the turret or attic rooms often report strange occurrences and sounds, as though someone is pacing the floor or watching them while they sleep. The staff just smile and nod, knowing that it's actually Anne watching over them. Hmm. Otto's wife,
0: I believe it was. killed herself.
1: Though Robert is available to take visitors year-round, the best time to introduce yourself to him, a practice recommended and followed by the museum staff, is during the month of October. During that month, Robert is taken from the Martello Museum and housed in the historic Custom House a few blocks down. It's during this time of year that he is said to be most active, and the employees always leave a bag of peppermints in his case with him in an attempt to cajole him into behaving. Well they swear that there are always fewer candies the next morning. Hmm.
0: <laughs> like oh, a
1: stolen lunch. Rodents. <laughs> he ate them peppermints. Since Robert arrived, visitors have flocked to the museum to get a look at the mischievous toy. He's appeared on TV shows and has his aur- has had his aura photographed. He is a stop on a ghost tour and he's inspired a horror movie. He has a w- Wikipedia entry and social media accounts. Fans can buy Robert replicas, books, coasters, and t-shirts. And they can, and do, write to him. Wow. He gets probably one to three letters every day, says Convertido. But they aren't typical fan letters. They're often apologies. Many visitors attribute post-visit misfortunes to failing to respect Robert, or even openly disrespecting him. And they write begging for forgiveness. Others ask him for advice or to hex those who have wronged them. (laughs) Well. Convertito says they have received around 1,000 letters, which they keep and catalog. Wow. Robert's pretty interesting. He is.
0: You know, uh, it's funny how there's variants on the story, too, like... That's one of the few times I've heard them refer to Robert's origin that wasn't from his nanny who happened to be a voodoo person who created the doll.
1: Right. I had heard that one, too. Um,
0: Also, they say that Robert shows signs of aging because a psychic claimed that his soul was slowly dying, so his hair was starting to turn gray. Really? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Also, if you wanted to get a picture of Robert that wasn't blurry, you had to ask his permission first.
1: That story hinted on that, but it didn't really take it. Too far. But they a the couple of stories I did read said that that you had to ask Robert permission to take his picture. And if mm-hmm. you did that, more than likely your picture was gonna turn out right. Yep. But if you just went in and took it, those were the ones that ended up blurry or the camera didn't work or you yeah. just ended up with nothing on the film. Yeah.
0: Everything I've seen they claim Robert's still pretty active. Yep. For an old guy.
1: Key West, we'd go down there. Good. Paranormal paranormal guys nice margaritaville that's right wasted away again with robert the haunted doll mm-hmm. searching for his long lost coal black soul <laughs> well chad i think we have one more uh to finish the night out and this is probably if you've heard of any haunted doll this is the one you're gonna have heard of if you've watched any recent
0: horror films then you've heard of annabelle now, what a lot of people don't know is Annabelle is actually the name of a Raggedy Ann doll that was given to a girl named Donna in
1: 1970
0: by her mother. So the doll that you see in the movie looks nothing like the. Now
1: I have not doll. seen The Conjuring or Annabelle. Uh huh. What What do they? Is it even close to being a no, Raggedy Ann doll? No,
0: she looks like one of those crazy, spooky ventriloquist dummy kind of dolls. Oh, really? Like they've combined it with uh, one of those Victorian looking carved over wood with ceramics weird just weird okay. and she looks really evil and right. twisted uh, but yeah she was actually given to a girl named Donna in 1970 by her mother Donna and roommate Angie uh, shortly thereafter noticed that Annabelle would move around the room while no one was watching mm-hmm. so she was quite active as well um, after it went on for a while they began to find messages on parchment paper in the apartment like help me help Lou uh, so these weird messages would just show up Neither of the girls kept any parchment paper in the apartment, so the paper is just materializing from nowhere. A medium was contacted and told the girls that the doll was possessed by a young girl named Annabelle Higgins, who was buried beneath the building they lived in. Uh, the spirit said she loved the girls and wanted to stay with them forever and ever. Hmm. Donna gave it permission to inhabit the doll and stay with them. Mistake number one.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. never give something permission to uh, hang out in your weird creepy doll. Nope. Activity ramped up at this point. Annabelle moved around the apartment more, and a strange red substance was found coming out of her hands at one point. Lou, a friend of the two girls, was also attacked by Annabelle. He awoke one night to find her at his feet, who then moved up to his chest and began to strangle him. Nice. So, yeah. Lou blacked out and woke up the next morning with plans to get rid of Annabelle.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He planned on it. (laughs) kind of don't blame uh,
0: Lou. Lou didn't act quickly enough, though, as the next day he and Angie heard noises coming from Donna's bedroom. When they went upstairs to inspect the room, all he found was an empty room except for Annabelle, who was tossed on the floor in a corner. Lou looked around the room, but as he got close to the doll, he got the feeling that someone was behind him. Hmm. As he turned around, he had a searing pain in his chest, which turned out to be three vertical and four horizontal bleeding scratches that mysteriously healed over the next two weeks. An Episcopal priest named Father Hegan was contacted in through Father Cook of the church, Ed and Lorraine Warren, which we, I think most of us have heard of Ed and Lorraine Warren. The Warrens. The Warrens. They were contacted. The Warrens determined that Annabelle was not possessed by a young girl, but by an inhuman entity bent on possessing and or killing all three of the friends. The Warrens agreed to take the doll, and Father Cook performed a recitation of exorcism blessing on the apartment. Annabelle to this day resides in the Warren's Occult Museum in a wooden glass case that is said to be holy water encrusted.
1: Annabelle a little creepy. Annabelle's she gets out there. And you know what I I think one of the creepier things about Annabelle mm-hmm. is you know, you take the voodoo doll, you take Robert, you take the dolls on that island. Most of the dolls that you look up that are haunted, they're all kind of old and just creepy looking in their own way. Yeah, Whether they're just beat up, they're missing parts, eyes, whatever. Annabelle just looks like good old, happy, raggedy Ann doll. Raggedy Ann doll. Sitting there smiling at you. Choking you to death. Like, die! Die, mother... (laughs) Now, one thing I did see on the story about it was since the Warrens put her in the holy water encrusted case... Yes. Nothing has really happened except they kind of attribute one death to her since she's been in that case. Yeah. There was this kind of, I guess a younger punk guy, kid Uh (laughs) that came in with his girlfriend to the museum and was kind of hammering around on the glass and making fun of Annabelle and saying, Oh, you're fake. There's nothing, blah, blah, blah. So Ed Warren was like, you need to leave. And he got left. Well, on the way home from the museum, the guy went, head first into a tree on his motorcycle. Mm. Killed him dead instantly. His girlfriend was in the hospital for over a year. Wow. So they kind of give that one a little bit of, yeah, Annabelle probably had something to do with that. See, you don't poke fun. No. Spooky haunted dolls. No, you don't. Here's what gets me. Yeah. Why do they all have to be dolls? You know, Cause... why can't you get like a haunted Darth Vader figure?
0: Well, I'm... I don't know. Maybe he's too specific.
1: Raggedy Ann? Well,
0: you know how many kids probably have a Raggedy Ann doll that have no clue that Raggedy Ann and Andy were in storybooks or in yes. cartoons? or.
1: Uh, one of my daughters is one of those. Yes.
0: So <laughs> it takes on this weird humanoid figure that, you know, could become this vessel of evil. Right. You know, so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I'm just saying, if I could have, say, a haunted Boba Fett, one of the 12-inch Boba Fett dolls? Yeah. A haunted one that, you know, he sat on the shelf, and occasionally if you look at him, he would give the little head nod mm-hmm. like he did in Return of the Jedi. You're only good to me, Dad. Well, no, he didn't say that. He didn't say that in the movie, so but you I'm, I'm be saying that's would safe what, if you had a haunted Boba Fett that's doll. That's what
0: the scary doll would because say. Because
1: he would go, he's no good to me, Dad. So he wouldn't kill you.
0: Yeah, but you're thinking that... You know, this Jeremy Bullock
1: Yeah, he's thing. gonna be possessed by Jeremy no, Bullock.
0: <laughs> this is gonna be this is gonna be the doll is going to paraphrase something and make it work to his advantage. So
1: it's gonna be a demon that mm-hmm. has seen and is aware of Star Wars yeah, you and wake- what Boba Fett has said, and he's gonna go, you know, wait, he said you're no good to me dead, but if I change that to you're only good, good to be dead.
0: dead. Yeah, you wake up in the middle of the night, Boba Fett's there on your chest and leans forward. You're only good to me dead. And then you choke to death on that launching missile that he has. <laughs>
1: he shoots it down your throat. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Old school. You know, He's he's got you. Oh, I want a haunted Boba Fett. Well, if you look around on eBay long enough, especially now that, you know, after this show gets out. Haunted Boba Fett doll. <laughs> haunted Bob- Boba Fett doll will probably pop right up.
1: All I'm going to say is I need auth- authentication. A certificate of, of authenticity. I need, I, need it to, I need video and... I'll tell you what, Chris,
0: come up with $300 for me.
1: You'll find me and a haunted in, Boba Fett. <laughs> in a week,
0: I'll have you a haunted Boba Fett doll with a certificate from someone who is certified to prove that an inanimate object is haunted or possessed by the spirit of pure evil, and I'll get that for you. I want it signed by the Pope. Oh, that, that's, that'll be fine. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's not a problem. $300. Yeah. Huh. Yep.
1: <laughs> well, we do have that donate uh, Page on the for website for those of you that would
0: like Chris to get his haunted Boba Fett action figure. That's right,
1: action figure.
0: Then if you if you'll get three hundred dollars to us, twelve inch action sure. figure. No, twelve inch. Yes, I don't want the, I don't want the three and three quarter. Okay, then we'll make that work. Okay, awesome.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think on that note, we're wrapping up the haunted doll show.
1: Yeah, what do you think of haunted dolls, Chad?
0: I think haunted dolls are pretty creepy. That's why I don't have any.
1: Well that's good.
0: Well, I mean I got a ventriloquist dummy or two, but surprisingly enough they don't bother me that much.
1: You remember Lester, don't you? I do
0: remember Lester. I have one of those. I Somewhere know. in a box. <laughs> I have a Charlie McCarthy. Nice. And I have a replica of Slappy from <laughs> the, the squirrel? No. From the <laughs> Wasn't that his name, Slappy? I from the Goosebumps? Um, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, it's the the Goosebumps ventriloquist. Okay. Stemming, and his eyes move. Ooh. Creepy.
1: He had a fancy doll. He's a fancy lot. Haunted dolls. They are, they are. They're crazy. Spooky and creepy. But anyway, Chad, if you have uh, per- been perusing the internet anytime over the past couple weeks, you'll have uh, noticed that uh, the old paranormal guy's website's been all updated. I did notice that, and it looks... Fan
0: freaking tastic. Well thank
1: you. Yeah, yeah, we updated that a little bit. Different look, different kind of organization to it and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh we put a sign up on the page to where if you would like an email letting you know whenever a new show drops, you just sign right up there and new show goes up, boom, email in your inbox. If you want your finger on the pulse, you'll do it. The pong pulse. That's right. Which is probably elevated. <laughs> Blood pressure.
0: Too much cholesterol. Uh,
1: Another thing we put up there is we actually have a uh, picture section. So Mm -hmm. if you are curious as to what Chad looks like. Bringing sexy back. Well, bringing something back. Mm -hmm. Or just the heart attack part. I don't know which. Sure. All I know is Gizzy's on there for at least one picture. Gizzy's on there. She is. So yeah, we have some uh, random pics up. Uh, We'll probably be adding some here and there as we go. Probably after September, there'll be several on there from Mothman Festival and Paracon. Mm -hmm. And like I said earlier, there is a little uh, page with the title of Donate on there. There is. As uh, you may or may
0: not know, we are not paid to do this super entertaining program. (laughs) (laughs) All the money for it comes directly from our own pockets, so if you would like to support the show and support more (coughs) awesome things like us getting stickers made up and trying to make more appearances at places and just maybe get some guests together or travel to some different events, then you can donate and we can make that happen.
1: You mentioned stickers there, Chad. Mm -hmm. We do have some stickers. Deckles. Deckles. And if you'd like to get one of those snazzy paranormal guys stickers, all you have to do is send us an email, which there's a form on the page you can do that, or if you just type in pongpodcast at gmail.com, Mm-hmm. Uh, make the subject stickers or whatever you want and we just need your name and address name and address and say hey send me some stickers and we pay the shipping <laughs> we do We're that's our gift that. to you yep that's right we like to give back the Pongite Nation another good way to find out when your shows drop is go to our Facebook page which is Facebook slash Paranormal Guys and whenever a new show drops uh, you instantly get notified there as well Dropping like it's hot. And we're getting quite a few new likes there on Facebook. We are.
0: We're getting some new Facebook friends, which is really groovy. That's right. Please uh, please like us on Facebook. Keep up with us. And if you can write a review for us on iTunes or whatever uh, application you use to listen to the show, we would greatly appreciate it. It helps keep us out there and lets more
1: people find the show and discover new episodes. And, hey, while you're on Facebook liking the Paranormal Guys page... Go ahead and head over to one Mr. William Blanchard's Facebook page. He's at facebook.com slash William Blanchard soundtrack. And he's the gentleman that does all the music for the show. Mm -hmm. And good music it is. It is. It seems we've come to the end of another episode of Paranormal Guys. reached the end of the road, hit the wall. We got there. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay stay here. here. Happy Trails to you. Have a paranormal weeks.